The Aggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Stockton over three. The high schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Tuesday. Hope you had a good weekend. A little time off if you enjoyed it. Hopefully you were safe and found a way to stay warm and dry. But uh, a lot of things going on this week as uh, we'll recap a few things that happened over the weekend. Now we know what the uh, NBA Finals will look like. So we'll preview that just a little bit. We'll spend more time on it as the week goes on. But uh, some early... Kind of uh, thoughts as the Western and Eastern Conference Finals have concluded, um, and, and some some general thoughts about how these teams look from Golden State and Boston. And does it give a team or a franchise like Utah hope? And I think it really does. And I'll explain that. Uh, some interesting pieces uh, in the Athletic uh, over the weekend. One today by Tony Jones. Uh, I'll recap just a few of those things briefly in relates uh, in relation to the Utah Jazz. Uh, later on, it'll be the stat that blew my mind and uh, player of the week. Love to get your nominations on that as well. Did somebody really stand out to you in their uh, in their accomplishments on the field of play or on the court? Four three five three three nine zero three two one to chime in on the Guild Mortgage text line if you've got a nomination for a player of the week or a stat that blew your mind. Uh, some Utah State news uh, we'll get into with the uh, football team uh, and uh, a new player coming to Utah State for football. And uh, ESPN put together their football power index recently. So we'll look into that as uh, what are they saying about the Aggies and their chances of winning games versus uh, losing games and projecting what their season might look like. And how does that compare to the rest of the Mountain West? So uh, there were a lot of different events that took place over this Memorial Day holiday weekend uh, in sports. Uh, you had what, the first, or excuse me, the, the, the first Swede to win the Indy 500 in a long time, in decades. Uh, that was kind of fascinating. Uh, we had some a couple of Game 7s. You had one in hockey. You had one in the NBA. Both were a little unexpected uh, that uh, Game 7 was even going to be necessary, but they turned out to be exciting games. Uh, and for the NBA, it was the, the closest game in the conference finals that we've seen all year. Uh, it, oh, it's a series for either, either the East or the West, so that was fun. Uh, finally got to see a competitive game. Boston le- leads that game wire to wire. Uh, Miami with the chance to take the lead with 20 seconds to go. And it's been widely debated, should Jimmy Butler have taken that shot or not? Uh, I didn't have I didn't have trouble with that. I didn't have a problem with it. The guy, is just he was playing out of his mind, willing his team to be competitive and, and to get as far as they did. Are there better pure shooters on the team? Probably. 
But um, Jimmy had had rhythm, and he was trying to make things happen, so I can't fault him for uh, attempting that shot. Although there are other options that could have been there with maybe forcing the issue, just get it tied, and then play good defense. But neither said or done. It's it's done. Uh, we, We can't change the outcome. We can debate the decisions that were made. But now it's Boston and Golden State heading to the NBA Finals. And I think that, uh, at least my hope is, that these NBA Finals will be interesting because there's going to be more time off between games. There's time off between the series. The Game 1 isn't until Thursday in Golden State, so clearly Boston doesn't have quite as much time off as Golden State had. Uh, But uh, there will be time off in between games and a little bit more time for the, was, uh, in bet- the, the travel day for the series when it shifts from Golden State to Boston and then back, if necessary, to uh, San Francisco. So I think that was one of the issues with these conference finals is that there were games every other day, regardless of travel, where these uh, games were being played. So uh, you know, guys were getting gassed, uh, not a lot of rest. Uh, teams were fighting different injuries. So I'm hoping that with this time off, this time between, that we're going to see more compelling basketball for these NBA Finals. Now, despite that, though, ratings have been up for the NBA Finals. It's been a little bit more exciting and more compelling. So uh, at least to television audiences, the ratings are up. Uh, I, we can debate if they're more compelling games or competitive games or not, but uh, they are There are teams that have featured stars in major markets, and so it's been good for the NBA and for its television partners. And I don't think that the NBA Finals are going to be much different. Uh, Boston has a rich history. Uh, Golden State returned to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years. Uh, The Chicago Bulls, the only other team recently to have done that in the 90s. So a lot of experience on that Golden State squad. Uh, Boston as a uh, as an organization, as a city, well, a lot of familiarity with being there. So um, uh, you got some young up and coming stars in Boston. So I'm I'm looking forward to this series. And as things were starting to progress early on in the playoffs, uh, th- this was the matchup that I was hoping for the most. Uh, I thought it would be interesting to see uh, a. a Ime Udoka is a young first-year head coach, rookie head coach, with uh, with a lot of young players who play really hard. And it look that's that Boston team is like a college basketball team: tight rotations, you don't go deep on your bench, and you ride your stars because they're young and they can recover quickly. But they're also because they're young, they're prone to mistakes and not understanding the moment and seizing momentum or uh, understanding urgency. And on the other side, you've got that veteran coach, veteran team, been there, done that, uh, but uh, playing at a really high level once again. And uh, uh, I think, I believe it was Draymond Green saying the other day, like, nobody unseated the Warriors after they failed to miss the NBA Finals a few years ago. Nobody came in and, and, and took their place, and so they're back. And uh, it's it's up to them to to uh, to see how they do with it. And I would suspect, and I believe that the odds are that uh, that uh, Golden State is the odds-on favorite to win this. But the question is, in how many games? Uh, 
So now that you've seen Golden State with their run to the NBA Finals, now you've seen Boston and their run. Who wins this and in how many games? 435-339-0321. Love to get your thoughts on that, your predictions on that when we look at these uh, NBA uh, Finals that are in place. But one other question I want to throw out there, and this is one that kind of circles back to the Utah Jazz, is when you look at both Boston and Golden State, and I think this is more a question for Golden State than it is for the Celtics, do you consider Golden State a super team? We've seen super teams created in the past in the NBA. It usually involves LeBron James in some form or fashion, but we've seen others get created. And I would define a super team that basically imports more than one star into the lineup. Like you're, you may already have some homegrown stars, but if you import another one, or at least uh, more than one, I should say, that would, uh, can, I, by definition for me, create a super team. So uh, when you look at Golden State as they are right now, Yes, they've got three great players in Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Uh, they've also got another great player in Wiggins and an up-and-comer in Poole. But outside of Wiggins, that's a homegrown team in Golden State. And Wiggins didn't come to Golden State as a free agent looking to piggyback off of the success of the other guys that were there. That was a trade. So... That Golden State team is absolutely a homegrown team. When you look at Boston on the other side in the Eastern Conference, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, that's a homegrown homegrown team. Even Al Horford, even though he left and uh, and eventually came back, that uh, that is a homegrown team. Draft and develop. So for the Utah Jazz, who some people like to be very critical of the Jazz and their inability to get high-level free agents, do they really need to? Is that really a high priority for Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge to really push hard to go after the highest-profile free agents to come to Utah? Or do they need to continue to focus on draft and develop? Because the two teams in these uh, NBA Finals are draft and develop teams. It's hard to look at that team with Golden State with the talent they have, the I mean, absolutely future Hall of Famers that are on that roster. But those are all guys who, who were drafted and developed within the Golden State system. So when I look back over the years of the NBA Finals, and I'm not going to go too far back, but looking back over the last 10, maybe 11 years of teams that were involved in the NBA Finals, how many of those teams were made up of homegrown talent and how many of those teams were super teams? Teams that had more than one star that came in to form a super team. So... uh you look back at it, and it's actually it's pretty even. Homegrown versus super team uh, over the last 10, 11 years, 
the teams that have been participating in the NBA Finals, it's about split. Teams that uh, featured their own crew that uh, just grew up and developed within their own program versus super teams. So some of those super teams involve LeBron James and Anthony Davis with the Lakers, LeBron James and Kevin Love with the Cavaliers, uh, LeBron James, Ray Allen, Chris Bosh with the Heat. Uh, uh, Even there were some years with Golden State when they had Durant, Kevin Durant, and uh, DeMarcus uh, Cousins because uh, that was a year in, what was it, 2018. That starting five were uh, all-stars the previous year. So you had a starting five of NBA All-Stars. It was a traveling All-Star team. So with Durant and Cousins, that was a super team. So that was a 2018-2019 Warriors. We would I would put them in that stratosphere as a super team. But the years previous and some of the years after, I wouldn't put them in that kind of a classification. But some of the homegrown teams in the NBA Finals would be, uh, besides the Warriors and Celtics this year, the Suns of last year, Chris Paul was an addition there, but most everybody else on that roster, the, the, the stars and main impact players were homegrown. Uh, the Bucks in 2021, pretty much an all-homegrown roster there. Uh, the, the Heat, when they faced the Lakers in 20, that was mostly homegrown. Now, uh, Jimmy Butler was an import, but other than that, most of that roster was homegrown. The Raptors... Even though they had Kawhi Leonard in 2019, the rest of that roster was draft and develop. So when you look back over the years, it's pretty split in the teams who participated in the NBA Finals versus a homegrown team versus a super team. And when you even look at the teams who won it, it's dead even. In the last five years, five teams, excuse me, last 10 years, Five teams that we would consider homegrown won the finals, and five who we consider super teams won the finals. So you don't have to uh, be a super team. It does not guarantee you, A, a trip to the finals, and B, a championship. Now, your chances are certainly greater. (laughs) That helps. There's no question about that. But there are opportunities. We've seen multiple teams do this when they've been able to draft and develop. Certainly, there are a lot of uh, Warriors teams on this list, but there are other teams who did it. As I mentioned, the Suns, the Bucks, the Spurs, uh, the Raptors. So there are other teams who have been able to put things together. Now, some of the differences, though, in those teams is it was mostly all homegrown plus one. For the Suns, it was Chris Paul. For the Raptors, it was Kawhi Leonard. Uh, So there have been a few cases where you had a good team, but they went out and got one player to make a difference to get them to the championship. Didn't mean they won the championship necessarily, at least not so in uh, the case for the Phoenix Suns. But for the Utah Jazz, when we circle back to Utah and how this relates to the Jazz, they can look at these franchises as, look, there's, there's hope for a team like Utah that you can 
if you do it the right way, if you draft, if you do a really good job in the draft and you do a really good job in your own developmental program with these players, you can compete and succeed at a very high level. And I think it would be fair for a lot of us to say to admit that the Jazz have been able to compete at a high level, just not at the highest level. It was we talked about this the other day with playoff purgatory. <laughs> the Jazz have been good enough to make the playoffs, but not good enough to make a conference finals or even an NBA finals, which over time starts to make it more difficult in the draft and develop because you don't get very high draft picks. And compounding that this year is the, the fact that the Jazz traded away their first-round picks uh, to and even they have they're looking for help in the second round too. The Jazz have traded away their picks uh, to get uh, players that they want and that they want to uh, be able to compete on the court right now. Rather than develop for their future, they went for a win now strategy, and it didn't pay off. Uh, at least it hasn't paid, hasn't paid off yet. So. I again kind of circle back to a, a, a point I made last week that I believe that the Jazz are going to be aggressive when it comes to uh, the time for the uh, NBA draft. That they they'll make some moves to get themselves into the NBA draft for multiple reasons. They need to shed some salary, and they need to continue to build their roster. They need help. A uh, great uh, piece to get uh, put together today by uh, Tony Jones from The Athletic. And if some of you, you don't have a subscription, that's okay. <laughs> I get it. Uh, it's really not that expensive. I, I think it's worth the, uh, the little bit it, that it costs. But uh, basically some points that he made to, uh, today or in his piece called Three Lessons for the Utah Jazz from uh, watching these playoffs is basically the first is that you can win with a big – like Rudy Gobert. Now, watching what uh, Boston is doing with Robert Williams III, uh, he's he's controlling the paint. Uh, he's making it difficult for anybody to uh, attack the rim, uh, and he's a great uh, defender. But the big difference here is that Boston has players that can guard on the perimeter. They're not leaving it all to Williams to, to do everything. And that's a big difference between Boston and the Jazz. The big difference from some of these other teams who had big centers in the uh, in these NBA playoffs, who uh, basically got to uh, minimized to a big degree. Uh, Phoenix has guys who can defend on the perimeter, um, and so does Milwaukee. But uh, Boston is doing it in a different w- level because of they have so many guys on the perimeter who can guard and uh, hold their own at that initial point of attack. And that's what Utah Jazz have really struggled with. And so there's kind of a running theme here with Tony's piece. Uh, the other key, the other lesson is that uh, you, you need to have premier wing defenders. So uh, it, it, does Utah have premier wing defenders? Uh, Royce is an okay wing defender. Daniel House was a good wing defender. That's about it. Uh, so they, that's the thing with Boston and with Golden State is they could send multiple guys out there to defend at the initial point of attack on the perimeter. 
And then the third lesson, build through the draft, as both Golden State and Boston have been able to do. <laughs> and again, there's a running theme here. Tony's uh, pointing out the Jazz need to draft players that fit needs. And uh, one of those is uh, is find some guys who can play on the wing. As, as these NBA playoffs have clearly illustrated, you need multiple guys who can play on the wings, uh, out on the perimeter, both offensively and defensively. Utah doesn't really have a true two-way guy. Royce is more of a defensive specialist. Daniel House plays good defensive you know, defense on the perimeter. Can they consistently score? Can they consistently provide offense? No. Uh, Bogey plays well on the outside, providing the offense, but can he consistently defend on the perimeter? No. So Utah doesn't really have a good two-way guy on the perimeter where we're seeing Boston has multiple guys. Miami had multiple guys. Uh, I think uh, Boston had more than Miami did. And I think we're seeing that Golden State does too. And that is why we find them in these NBA finals. Uh, 2305 on our Guild Mortgage text line. I don't remember the last Utah Jazz team that developed any of their young guys other than Rudy and uh, Mitchell. Uh, was a, a first-round pick, but who else comes to mind as a development player who really contributed to the Jazz? Uh, a first-round pick? Um, <laughs> that's a good that's a good question. Royce was an undrafted player. Uh, you know, Bogey was a free agent. Um, Connolly, they they traded for Connolly. Ricky Rubio, someone else who they traded for. They haven't had a good point guard who they've been able to develop. So yeah, it's outside of Rudy and and uh, Donovan. Uh, the, their development program. It's a really good point. Uh, hasn't really been that great outside of those two guys. They haven't, they've struggled to develop another star. Is Jared Butler a guy who can move into that and develop into that role? Trent Forrest? Uh, I don't know. That's going to take a little bit. And uh, I, I think the Jazz missed out when uh, Johnny Bryant left to go to New York and Walt Perrin as well. And so I think they've missed on a few draft picks. Like I don't the, the whole Udoka Azubuki draft pick is still baffling when there are other players that seemed to fit needs who were available. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting with uh um uh, Danny Ainge who was absolutely uh instrumental in putting the team together that we see now in Boston, playing in these NBA Finals, in evaluating talent and assembling the right kind of a roster to compete in today's NBA, what does this year look like for the Utah Jazz when it comes to the NBA draft? All right, a couple other things about this, uh, some interesting points to come across here for these finals. uh, As I want to get your thoughts on it, who do you like now that you've seen both the Eastern and uh, Western conferences uh, conclude? Now we know it's going to be Golden State and Boston. Who's going to win this and in how many games? Uh, We'll get into the matchups and some of the storylines more tomorrow and when we get closer to the tip-off on Thursday. 
But uh, some of your initial reactions now that we know that the uh, the uh, the teams that are set. Uh, we'll also get into uh, football power index from ESPN that was recently out. And uh, where do they project the Utah State Aggies for the upcoming football season? Speaking of football, a uh, new player making an, uh, an announcement over social media this weekend. Coming to Utah State, another transfer from a Power 5 school. And speaking of the Aggies, what about some of their former Aggie uh, basketball players trying to make NBA rosters? We'll update you on all of that. Plus, we'll get into our stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. All coming up on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. A Valvoline instant oil change is the best place to take your car for that quick oil change and to get you back out on the road. They've got that Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle. I know it's been a, it was a cold weekend this weekend, but it is going to warm up. We're supposed to have some nice, warm, like summer-like temperatures, actually, later this week. And so just remember that warmer weather can be tough on your vehicle. So get it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They'll make sure to get the right type of uh, oil for your vehicle, and uh, they'll get you back out on the road fast. 695 North Main, that's Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Here's Chad, the lawn doctor, with a tip for your lawn. Just a couple tips for this summer for a healthier lawn. Raise your lawnmower blade a notch or two. Longer grass helps conserve water and fight against stress. Double check your sprinkler coverage and watering times. Then call the lawn doctor to put down a grub preventative and to try our popular new two-service soil enrichment program. Fertilizer, weed, and pest control. Call the lawn doctor at 753-LAWN or go to lawndoctorcashvalley.com. West Point Dairy Products in Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They ship their butter products all over the world. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. Are you mechanically inclined or a skilled machine operator? West Point Dairy will offer a higher starting wage for skilled experience. West Point Dairy products will help you achieve the lifestyle you desire. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals. Express handles all hiring needs for West Point Dairy. Come join our team today. Call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. That's 435-213-9595. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center have now moved from the Cache Valley Hospital to their new office location, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of the Cache Valley Hospital. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, welcome you to a brand new facility with more room and state-of-the-art equipment to help you and your family. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Well... What shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Booing, cool. You suck, fine. But the, the curse words, like, what are we doing? On the other hand, Boston, and I think some in Boston, like Philly, like New York, think there's a reputation to uphold to be the biggest D-bag you can possibly be. And there is something of a Roman Coliseum sort of feel to it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, by the way, quick update on the National Club Baseball Association World Series. Utah State's club baseball team in South Carolina beat Michigan. Uh, they advanced in the uh, in the bracket, uh, and it was a uh, – I'm just getting some of the finer details of how they did over the weekend, but looks like it was a, a must-win game for them today against Cal Poly, but unfortunately not enough offense – and so they finish a tie for in a tie for third, and so uh, good, still a great run for the Utah State Club baseball team. And uh, we'll be working on getting some details on the Utah State Ultimate Frisbee uh, team that participated in a national competition this past weekend as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, again, four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to chime in on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, we know it's going to be the Warriors and Boston, and uh, initial reactions to that series. Uh, does that does that matchup get you excited? More excited, less excited? Um, and um, initially, who do you like in, in this series? Four three five three three nine zero three two one. One other thing, quickly about this is um, looking at these two teams. Uh, they're both home featuring homegrown talent, right? Draft and develop. Um, they've been able to uh, also kind of manage their their payroll to do it as well. The Utah Jazz have like the sixth highest payroll in the NBA. Clearly, not getting their value <laughs> for what they're paying for, and um, it makes it tough. Right when, when two guys command so much with the with their contracts, um, but Jazz are out, right? And um, so we're starting to see you know, trade rumors swirling, and a lot of times it's just smoke, and there's nothing really to it. Some people or uh, some agents and some teams try to create rumors just to create uh, uh, frustration and drama that doesn't exist just to try to spur things along. But uh, there are you know, speculations that you know, the Washington Wizards may be interested in Mike Connolly. 
report that the New York Knicks and the Utah Jazz are really not that close at all. The the Knicks were trying to put together a package to get Donovan Mitchell, but um, now there's some some thought. Uh, this is according to uh, NBA Central that uh, people around the NBA believe a potential offer from Miami for Donovan Mitchell would theoretically center around Tyler Hero and multiple first round picks. But I mean, Donovan Mitchell's got to be worth more than that. Tyler Hero and a couple of first-round picks. I mean, Tyler Hero really didn't do a heck of a whole lot, and I know he was battling some injuries a little bit, but um, he didn't score at all in Game 7 in his own building. He played like seven minutes. But you want to trade an all-star for a sixth man. I mean, there's some things I like about Tyler Hero, but... I don't know the Jazz need some picks, but I, that, I don't know. I don't think that the Miami Heat would be on the better end of that deal. Um, and so I haven't really heard too many others regarding Rudy Gobert, but there are some reports that the Jazz are not actively shopping him, but they are entertaining offers, or at least uh, gauging people's interest. Uh, one last thing about the NBA, and this relates to some uh, former Utah State Aggies, uh, Justin Bean, uh, apparently working out here recently with the Golden State Warriors ahead of the NBA draft. He has already worked out with the Utah Jazz, the Boston Celtics, Minnesota Timberwolves. He uh, worked out for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, and also news today that the Washington Wizards have invited Brandon Horvath to a workout. So exciting to see some of these former Aggies uh, get some workouts for some of these NBA teams. I know that Washington had representatives at the Portsmouth Invitational, and Brandon was there um, and uh, interested in, in talking with him. So exciting to see how that uh, plays out. Hopefully some of these guys make a, make a roster or have at least more opportunity to get uh, something in the NBA. Um, one other thing, too, about um, the NBA – uh, getting these uh, NBA Finals underway on Thursday, uh, games will be separated by a couple of days, which is going to be uh, tough, right? I love to watch the NBA. Would love to see games happen more often. But the, the time between is going to provide more compelling matchups, I believe, and more urgency. Um, I, I think that's part of the problem with Boston is that um, they've struggled with that sense of urgency uh, and being consistent but with a little bit more time off, maybe that helps <laughs> helps them. They should have closed out that Miami series in Game 6 um, and didn't. But um, I, I still like Golden State in this series. I think it'll be Golden State in 6. I think Boston's not going to roll over. I, th- I love how they play defense and how everybody has buy-in. But um, oh, I just think that Golden State's going to be too much. Uh, one thing I found interesting today, it's not part of my stat that blew my mind, but um, it was the this is the sixth time in eight years for the Golden State Warriors making it to the NBA Finals. And in all of those trips, never has Steph Curry won uh, an NBA Finals MVP. And now, granted, Golden State didn't win all those trips to the NBA Finals, but in the, the uh, times that they have, 
Um, they won it in 2015, 17, and 18. And uh, he was he's never won an NBA Finals MVP. Would he be the odds-on favorite guy to do that this year? Or would it be somebody else? Could it be like a, a few years back in Andre Iguodala and his defense and some of the things that he did for the Warriors uh, against um, uh, LeBron James? Could it be somebody like a Wiggins who emerges like that and uh, earns the MVP honor and award for what he does? So I don't know. Could be could be fun. I, I like the matchups um, and uh, just the homegrown nature of it really stands out to me as. <laughs> as you can tell today. Uh, all right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, when I come back, I want to get into the shift gears to some college football news. Uh, the ESPN FPI came out. Football Power Index has been released. What are they projecting about Utah State? It's a, it's a measure of team strength. Uh, they, they do like 20,000 simulations to try to predict you know, how your team's going to do, how many wins, how many losses, then stacked up against your other conference opponents. What does that look like for Utah State? And what are they projecting for the Aggies and the rest of the Mountain West? And um, uh, and then also some Utah State football news, specifically a new addition to their roster with another transfer from a Power 5 school coming to Utah State. That's worked out well before. Will it work out as well this time? And we'll tell you who that is, what his position is, and how that could really help impact the team. That's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. But, you know, Mountain West Motor is Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. We, you've been hearing us talk about them for a while. They held their big grand opening celebration not that long ago. But they've got a great selection of trucks and SUVs on their lot, and it's rotating regularly. And uh, what's cool about their inventory is that they're customized, specially customized, for your next adventure. So whether it's hauling trailers, hauling your toys, or just hauling your kids, uh, they've got different things that are available for you to maximize that and make it really custom. So go check them out at uh, 615 North Main in Logan or visit their inventory online, mwmotor.com. This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At my mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posture Pedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at my mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Open seven days a week across from Angie's. Happy Father's Day from Birch Creek Golf Course. For Dad this Father's Day, choose Birch Creek. Our 10 nine-hole punch passes are on sale, or get Dad a gift certificate that can be used for golf or golf lessons from our PGA teaching staff. Visit our virtual pro shop at birchcreekgolf.com for Dad this Father's Day and have your purchase mailed to you or Dad. So for Dad this Father's Day, I invite you to choose Birch Creek Golf Course in Smithfield. 
Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. Until you are advanced heating and air. Home McDarrell has a farm and appliance farm. With down home country prices and big city selection. E I E I O. When you're looking for a friendly spot to drive a little and save a lot, hey, home You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. If you want to chime in, love to hear from you on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. An update of what happened with the uh, Utah State Club baseball team at the uh, Club uh, Baseball National, uh, National Club Baseball Association World Series, which was taking place in South Carolina. Uh, you heard us talk about it last week. They beat Michigan in the early game on Friday, Five to four, and then on Sunday they lose to Florida State nine to four. Yesterday they got to play Michigan again because now they're in the uh, they got knocked into the losers bracket. But uh, they face Michigan in a, a rematch. <laughs> Aggies destroy them fifteen to seven, which gives them another chance that pushes them back up an opportunity to still stay alive. Uh, then they face Cal Poly, who hadn't lost to anybody. And Cal Poly, unfortunately, beat Utah State today 13-6. to Cal Poly, as mentioned, hadn't lost. Uh, so they will play for the championship. Who they face is still to be determined based on some other games going on today and how those turn out. There may be some more games tomorrow before the championship on Tuesday. But uh, uh, still, the Aggies uh, tie for third in the National Club Baseball Association World Series after uh, winning two, losing two, uh, uh, back in uh, South Carolina uh, earlier this uh, weekend and this weekend. Uh, so some Utah State football news. If you missed it, uh, over the weekend, John Ward announced on social media that he's committing to Utah State University. He was originally recruited to UCLA, was a redshirt freshman in 2020, and so he didn't play. In 21, he played in one game, didn't receive any stats for his time in the game. So 
Not a lot of in-game experience for UCLA, but he does come from that program and was highly recruited to get to the Bruins. But he transfers to Utah State with three years to play. He's six foot four, 240 pounds, uh, defensive end slash linebacker, kind of a hybrid. He can play either one. Kind of, so how he fits into the Utah State system will be interesting. But um, I, I think the Aggies could use some help in that defensive front. Um, and, uh, you know, he uh, replaces Marcus Moore, who came from UCLA, who plays a similar position. So I don't know that he'll specifically do that uh, or how the Coach Bonda decides to uh, use him or utilize uh, his talents. But announcing over this weekend that he is committing to Utah State, uh, transferring from UCLA to the Aggies, just adding to, uh, what is it, that was... And that's now eight transfers from Power Five schools to Utah State. Um, or well, I guess it's eight transfers overall uh, for Utah State. Not all from Power Five schools. Uh, so uh, that's a nice addition to the Utah State uh, football roster, especially on the defense. Now, uh, this doesn't take that news into account, but the uh, ESPN Football Power Index was released recently, and they they do. Th- Kind of a lot of simulations to try to figure out how well a team might play. Uh, we talked about this last week. There's this SP plus, and it looks at uh, what did your team look like in in the t- players that you added, returning production, uh, what was recruiting or transfers, who did you lose, uh, did you retain your coach, and that it's kind of a moving target from uh, really February. After the National Letter of Intent signing day, it's updated in the spring uh, after spring football uh, and uh, after some players realize that they're just not going to make it on this roster, and so they put their name in the transfer portal. And it'll be updated again in August when teams start reporting or the last of the transfer news uh, starts to take place and shake loose through the summer. But FPI is a little bit different. Uh, as I mentioned, ESPN looks at what's the – the, the team strength, like the the uh, results uh, of, of last year or remaining schedule also put in there. So clearly it's all of remaining schedule. They don't have any results from the season yet. So it's a, a lot of simulations, which is not really – not a lot to go on right now. So there's some more art than, than science in putting this together. But when they put this together, the Utah State FPI – comes in at 88, and that would put them at uh, fifth overall in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, so they're predicting, which is a little odd when I look at this, but because in one sense it predicts Utah State will win 6.6 games, lose 5.5, so they'd be bowl eligible. But when you look at, uh, you go down the line game by game on their simulations, they have Utah State... Um, winning more than that with wins over UConn, Weber State, UNLV, Colorado State, Wyoming, New Mexico, Hawaii, and San Jose. So by my count, that's eight. (laughs) So that's more than the 6.6. So I'm not exactly sure how this adds up and and, uh, reconciles when they do a a game-by-game basis and predict Utah State will win eight games 
But then when they run their other predictions, they have Utah State at 6.6 wins. So take that for what it's worth, a big grain of salt. But one of the things that it does look at is what's a team's strength of schedule? We know the schedules for everybody now. We know the kick times, the days for most of these games now. And we know who Utah State's going to face. And based on returning production, what did they do a year ago? We can kind of put together an idea of what a strength of schedule might look like for USU. So, and for the rest of the Mountain West Conference as well. So who has the toughest strength of schedule? Uh, who has the easiest schedule when you look at the upcoming season? Well, Utah State's got the most challenging at uh, 48 out of 131. Boise State has the easiest in the Mountain West at 126. And largely because of that, this FPI, Football Power Index, has Boise State winning 9.6 games as the best team uh, in the Mountain West, followed by Fresno State. So Boise State would be 47th overall, Fresno State 69th, followed by Air Force at 71, San Diego State at 80, Utah State at 88. But here's some other things that I have to take an issue with that I don't really understand how this really works and how reliable this really is. They've got Wyoming at 94, uh, Nevada at 101, and Nevada at winning 5.9 games, so just at bowl eligibility. But here's the thing. They've got a new coach, and they had a lot of transfers and a lot of early entrance to the NFL. I do not see Nevada as a middle-of-the-pack team in the Mountain West this next year. They've got Hawaii at 108. and that's a, They've got them at bowl eligible at 6.3. But here's, again, a team has a new coach and had a lot of transfers. And I just don't see Hawaii being a middle-of-the-pack of the Mountain West team. San Jose at 109, Colorado State at 112, UNLV 117, and New Mexico at 127. So the the toughest competition, uh, you know, for for Utah. Well, I guess looking at the strengths of schedules here, Utah State at 48, the most challenging schedule in the Mountain West. The next would be Colorado State at 81, UNLV at 83, and that's not too challenging. Uh, actually, I take it back. I had Boise State at 126 as the easiest. Actually, Air Force is at 129. But um, uh, a good number of these teams in the Mountain West are, you know, their strength of schedule is at 100 or 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 worse uh, with their strength of schedule. So uh, you've got uh, San Diego State at 99, Air Force at 129, Fresno at 113, Boise at 126, Wyoming 118, Nevada 117, San Jose 105, New Mexico 104. So the FPI doesn't really give a lot of strength to the Mountain West Conference. But as I mentioned before, they do have Utah State. Going When you look at game by game, Utah State um, – Winning eight of their uh, of their matchups uh, with wins over UConn, Weber State, UNLV, Colorado State, Wyoming, New Mexico, Hawaii, and San Jose, and it's basically it's just a straight up number 
you know, it was Utah State's FPI higher or lower than the team they were facing. But um, look, eight game, eight wins. I think that's absolutely doable for Utah State when you consider who they have coming back. When you've got the head coach coming back, when you've got the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator coming back, when you've got your starting quarterback and your starting running back coming back, and a good chunk of that offensive line back, those, man, that's a great recipe to win a lot of games for your upcoming conference schedule. And I am just, I'm a little shocked when I see some of these projections for Utah State football, not giving the Aggies very much credit. I mean, didn't they learn their lesson a year ago when this team just totally trucked everybody and, and caught everybody by surprise? Yeah, it's a shocker. Uh, 3714, breaking news at the National Club Baseball World Series in South Carolina. Sorry you just missed it, but we talked about that earlier. 3714, but thanks for uh, uh, checking in with us. Number three seed USU loses to undefeated Cal Poly. Yes, 13-6. to six. Cal Poly, a number five seed, heads to Thursday's title game. Aggies head home. USU finishes the season 25-5. and five. Thank you for passing that along, but great run for the Utah State Aggies. Uh, in the uh, National Club Baseball Association World Series. And uh, they've had a lot of success for that club baseball team in the past. All right, another quick timeout. When we come back, the stat that blew my mind and my player of the week. It's coming up next on the Full Court Press. Ladies, do you have your men's ring yet? We know that he got you the perfect ring, so let's get him one that will show how much you care, such as a -a one-of-a-kind Damascus steel, his choice of camo, or an exquisite redwood inlay. And if you really want something out of this world, come check out our meteorite rings. For the largest selection of unique men's rings, make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. And Napa Auto Parts, they've got the items that you're looking for and the parts that you need, use, and rely on every day. Plus, Napa has some of those hard-to-find items that you're looking for. They've got it in stock when you need it at five locally-owned stores between Preston and Providence, Napa Auto Parts. Uh, 9315 on our Guild Mortgage text line. There will be a lot of surprised people uh, when USU wins 10 or 11 games this next year. I'll be another one uh, like uh, last year. 
Uh, 10 or 11 would be a little bit surprising for me, I, I would, would admit. But I think 8 is absolutely doable. Uh, but you know, 10, I've got, I guess I shouldn't say surprising. That's, that is attainable. It is attainable. A quickly stat that blew my mind. Celtics 5-4 and four all time in road game 7s. No other franchise has more than two wins in road game 7s. And no other franchise has a winning record in road game 7s. How about that? And good, uh, congrats to uh, Real Madrid. What they did I'm Dan the Patrick, League. and this is Above the Noise. The Boston Celtics have had an incredible season. Five months ago, they were 11th in the East. On Sunday, Boston defeated Miami in Game 7 for a trip to the NBA Finals. Boston is still a young team. Their two best players are 25 or younger. That'll make it a little tougher for the Celtics to match Golden State's experience. The Warriors have now made the Finals in six of the last eight years. The Celtics have overcome a lot this year. Boston fought its way out of a sub-500 record, embarrassed the preseason title favorites in the Brooklyn Nets in round one, came out on top in back-to-back game sevens this postseason. A trip to the finals is nothing new for the Warriors, but for a team with no finals experience, Boston is as battle-tested as it can get. When you consider the team's unprecedented hot streak, star power, and defensive versatility, the Celtics' lack of finals experience may not be as big of an issue as people think. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.